We were sitting in Café Alternative, a popular Tel Aviv café, where many families who eat only kosher food go for an evening out. Saul Meislish and I had spent many nights here working on our book, The Mystery of the Kaddish, which was published first in the United States in 2006 and later in Israel. I thought of this café as a suitable anthropological habitat for reviewing many responses we received in regarding to that book, which traced the history of the prayer recited by mourners after the death of a close relative. Sowell was convinced that the reason behind its success was the same as the one underlying the adoption of the Kaddish by the Jewish people at the time of the Crusades and later during the plague known as the Black Death. In those grim days, as today, Jews felt alienated and isolated. Now, as then, they are looking for support, courage, and a divine and national link. The conversation turned to U.S.-Israel relations and the attitude of American-born Jews, of whom I am one. The Kaddish, I said, is more popular today in America than the Shema. People who don't identify themselves as Jews, do not belong to a congregation or synagogue, and do not send their children to a Jewish school, don't even have the opportunity to learn about the Shema. Yet they will go to their grandfather's or father's funeral, and maybe even sit shiva, keep the yortzite. So, as a matter of course, they'll be exposed to the Kaddish. We laughed. Kaddish, it seems, is the mark that distinguishes you as a person who deliberates about your Jewish identity versus your American nationality, a person who reflects upon this rift between Americanness and Jewishness, or even pro-Israeli Jewishness. Saul said, This dichotomy is a modern version of a more ancient episode in our history, the Babylonian exile. Even then, during the first exile, in the aftermath of the destruction of the first temple, and again after the second temple was destroyed, the Jewish people were torn between their loyalty to the land of their forefathers, the land of Israel, and their new home in Babylonia, where their ancestors had fled. They had to adapt themselves to life in the new land and to the new condition of living together with non-Jews, leaving their brethren behind in the land of Israel. This is also the background for the creation of the two Talmuds, the Jerusalem and the Babylonian. This comparison is very interesting, I mused. We often speak about New York, my city, as the new Babylon, a city where, from a Jewish point of view, it is possible to lead a full Jewish life. But there are other elements, historical and psychological. Could it be that along with their desire to remain in Babylonia, within that Jewish autonomy, which boasted a president, an exilarch, prince of the exiles, and sages, they also developed the well-known Jewish guilt complex toward their brethren who remained in the land of Israel, poor in both spirit and material wealth? Well, Saul said, in order to have a clear conscience, the Babylonians would send a local sage from time to time to see how the Jews were faring in the inferior land. There may be a measure of hypocrisy in this, I replied, something insincere. I read that they even made a ruling that it was forbidden to leave Babylonia, but not the land of Israel. Saul suggested that we focus on questions that stem from this conflict. 
was the foundation of the Jerusalem Talmud, co-opted by the Babylonian Talmud, and did the Babylonian Talmud take over Judaism? Could the Babylonian Talmud be responsible for a significant modification and or transformation of Judaism? No less fascinating, said Saul, is the question of continuity, the lines of development linking the Babylonia-Israel conflict with the future of the Jewish people as they wander throughout Europe. The influence of the sages of the land of Israel spread in the direction of Ashkenaz, Germany and France, whereas Spanish and North African Jewry came under the influence of Babylonia. How did all this take shape after hundreds of years and filter down to the modern Babylon in America? And how does the existence of Israel affect the modern Jew and the biblical injunction to live in the Holy Land?'